Coming to you live from a barbecue shack near you, it's the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. We've got the sweet tea, the white bread, and a whole lot of slow smoke takes lined up. So put down your turkey burger, turn up the volume, and grab your hog, because it's about to be on. Oh, yeah. Now, say hello to your self-proclaimed food and sports experts, the utterly enthusiastic Holt Smash, and the one and only Tinder King of Memphis, Mr. JB the underscore Brooks. And now, here's your host, always full of ship, Alex Bullship One. Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoked College World Series podcast preview. I'm your host, Alex, aka Bullship One. I'm also joined by my bro, Holt Smash, and No JV. What's up, Holt? Not much, Alex. Just uh, you know, been working on my kitchen, trying to trying to get done. It's still a work in progress, but hopefully, in another week or two, we'll have a fully functioning kitchen. Do you have a full refrigerator yet? No, we have a mini refrigerator. Who? Um, microwave, mini refrigerator, no oven, right? No oven. We do have a George Foreman grill, though. And you have a grill outside, correct? Yeah, but I have not uh, cracked that, or I've not uh, used that since we since we moved in. Was that the best leftover dinner you ever had Sunday? That leftover taco. Yeah, it was good. That uh, you know, I always hear about how. Uh, you know, your girlfriend doesn't eat all of her food and how you're always getting to dig in on the leftovers. And I was glad to finally be the beneficiary of that for once because you guys had to drive back to Atlanta and those tacos weren't going to hold up in the car. So I got to take those home and chow down on them later. And they were pretty damn good, I got to say. Normally, I would eat the leftovers on the spot there while we're still out. But as you know, and most of our listeners should know, if you go to Happy Mexican in Memphis, you never leave hungry even if you just order your normal meal so i was good and full with the margarita special which is not a drink but it just a is it a shit ton of food hold or is it a fuck ton um <laughs> i mean I, I guess it's probably somewhere in between i have to say it's not a big um yeah like it's definitely it's it's enough food to where you are definitely full and you definitely leave satisfied uh, quick side question. Do you ever leave hungry at IHOP? Because that's the slogan, but I feel like that's not true. No, I feel like that's not true. I don't really eat at IHOP very often, but I've definitely left IHOP? there hungry before. Who the hell does that? I don't know. The only time I remember going to IHOP was because in the town we grew up in, we didn't have a Waffle House, and IHOP was the only thing that was open 24-7. Plus, uh, waffles are better than pancakes. I know that's like a big fight amongst people, but I don't know if there's really – I mean, you could – you can do more things with pancakes, I feel like, but the Waffle House waffle, it's just that butter, the syrup, and you can get chocolate chips or whatever you want to do with them, but it's just, I don't know if you can beat it. Yeah, I I, I mean, I don't really, I think it's kind of the same thing, honestly. I do like waffles a little bit better, but just because they're usually a little bit, like, crispier, kind of, on the outside, and I kind of right. like that, um, but honestly, like, it's made of, like, the exact same thing, and they're both pretty damn good. Nonetheless, we have a College World Series to talk about holding out. Um, 
can you think of a can you think of any more syllables than the opening <laughs> intro here? The call it SEC slow smoked official college world series podcast that has to be more it might be more syllables than the state of mississippi yeah it might be um we may have to just think of a way to narrow it down maybe we can cws take like yeah yeah um all right so before we even get into the college world series hold there was some great super regional action over the weekend Give me the biggest takeaway from the whole weekend. I know that's a big weekend to take away into one sentence or one statement, but what, what can you do for me? Um, well, if we're looking nationally, um, I'd probably just say Michigan upset in UCLA and maybe not even just that game, but just the whole Pac-12 in general just did not play well um, in the Super Regionals. Obviously, they had there was UCLA losing at home to Michigan. UCLA was supposed to be the number one overall national seed, and – they were, you know, hosting Michigan, who is has been decent this year. They're a good team, but you know, definitely not, uh, you know, considered one of the best teams in the country. And they were they lose two or three at home, and then Stanford travels to Starville to face off against Mississippi State, and just really, you know, scored three runs in two games, get swept, and uh, just didn't really. They weren't really in either game. Um, it was just kind of they kind of went out with the whimper, and we heard it all year about how good the Pac-12 was this year and how, you know, how talented they were. And I do believe there's a lot of talent out there, but, you know, you compound this with how they did in the regionals and Oklahoma State, you know, losing at home also to Michigan. And it's just, you know, you just have to think that, you know, the, the SEC is still on top, I guess is what, I, is what I'm getting at. And, uh, you know, the Pac-12, they still got a long way to go. And I was actually flipping back and forth between the UCLA-Michigan game and the Mississippi State-Stanford game. And just the difference in the crowds was just, like, incredible. I mean, like, it felt like you weren't even watching, like, the same sports. It felt like when you're watching UCLA, it was like a, watching a high school game. You know what I mean? When you're watching Mississippi State, it was like watching a, you know, professional game as far as, like, the atmosphere and the crowd being into it and, like, all that stuff. So, it was just it's just completely different. And they're not, you know, the pac has got a long way to go from a fan perspective and just from a performance on the field. That was not a single statement, but I still like it nonetheless. Um, is there a bigger culture clash between Stanford and Mississippi State, or is there is that like the biggest, most opposite ends of the spectrum? You have San Francisco area, I would say, and then Starkville, Mississippi. Not that one's better than the other, but it just seems like completely different culture. They probably even haven't even heard of like like when they say barbecue, they think they probably think of like cooking out in the grill, not necessarily like the pulled pork. They probably don't know what the good deep fried chicken and catfish is like. No, that's exactly right. I, I don't know if there's really any bigger difference you could have than Mississippi State and Stanford. I mean, you know, what's uh, it's actually pretty crazy because my, my sister, um, I want her to go to Stanford, but I don't think she's going to go there. But she could go to Stanford if she wanted to because she's really smart. And that would be pretty crazy if uh, we ended up going to, like, the two most completely different schools in the world pretty much, I would say. I know she didn't get those, those smart genes from you. No, th- those genes definitely skipped me. Um <laughs> She got she got the the brains and I got the looks. Yeah, let's yeah. go with that. <laughs> yeah, let's just keep it at that. Um, yeah, but uh, somebody on the radio—I forgot where I was listening to—but somebody was saying, uh, and maybe you remember, but somebody was saying that, like, no disrespect to all the other teams in the country or in the SEC, but there's no bigger home field advantage or bigger, more passionate fan base than LSU baseball, and I would have to. 
think that's at least debatable because I, I would say it's between LSU, Mississippi State, and probably Arkansas. And there's some more you could add in there, but those are three main ones. I don't think it's just a giveaway that LSU is better than Mississippi State. And in fact, if you want to do a fact check, the largest home crowds have been at Mississippi State. And, I, and that might be just because their, their um, home field has a bigger capacity, but still it's – not that LSU just has the best crowd ever. I think Mississippi State has a, a huge argument there, Holt. Yeah, and I mean, I do really enjoy watching, uh, you know, the LSU fans as well and, and Arkansas, so I definitely don't want to leave them out of this conversation. I mean, I definitely think, you know, those three fan bases, it's, you know, really passionate. And, you know, the one thing I noticed about watching LSU is just the fans are just so into every pitch, just a very, uh, you know, very intelligent baseball crowd, and they're just very uh, – very supportive and very into the games at every pitch and just, uh, you know, definitely got a great thing going down there. Unfortunately, uh, they run into Florida state who was really hot. If you listen to the last podcast, you know, that I was kind of a little bit worried about their chances in that series. It seemed like Florida state just kind of hit their stride right at the right time. And, uh, they were able to go in there and win both games against LSU. Staying on that subject hole with LSU and Florida state, the final game was in 12 innings and, I think that was the same time. I'm not sure if Mississippi State was playing that. I think it was. I forgot who was playing. I think it was Mississippi State was playing the same time. But that LSU Florida State game went 12 innings. It was a, it was a good game all around. Um, Florida State did win. My question for you, Holt, is as an SEC fan, would you would you are you more sad that LSU didn't get into the College World Series? So you'd have five SEC teams, or are you more? happy for the Florida State coach who's been coaching there for like 40 years and made so many NCAA tournaments and like I forgot how many college worlds I think it's like 18 or something like that something crazy but never won a college world series yeah Mike Martin and uh, on our last podcast I accidentally called him Frank Martin twice (laughs) so I I noticed that when I went back and listened to it so uh, I do apologize for that I do mean Mike Martin not the uh, South Carolina basketball coach yeah Uh, but uh, they run together after a while (laughs) <laughs> they really do and uh but anyway so yeah it was a pretty cool moment to see that and um you know yeah it would have been cool to see five sec teams in omaha but at the same time you know there's only you know you can only dominate so much i guess i guess i should say um but uh it was even though florida state won both games they were both close games um it was just it was a really fun series to watch and yeah just like you were saying this game uh, went into extra innings, the state game started, and then I think the Texas Tech-Oklahoma State game was coming down to the wire, like, all at the same time. So there was a lot of uh, flipping around, uh, at least for me. Um, so that that was a really cool moment. And uh, Drew Mendoza uh, got the game winning hit in extra innings, and uh, he got drafted, I think, in the first or second – I think maybe it was either compensation round or the second round uh, by the Washington Nationals. Um, so good for him, I guess. I hope, you know, he doesn't do very good because I don't like the Nationals, but. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, yeah, I mean, it, I just wanted to also point out the center fielder for uh, Florida State really stood out to me, J.C. Flowers. Um, he's all, he's our center fielder and also their closer, so a pretty uh, unique combination. Um, you know, he was drafted, I think, as a pitcher in the in the third or fourth round, and, uh, you know, it's just surprising considering he's their everyday center fielder. But once I saw him on the mound, I mean, he was like 93, 95 with a just absolute wipeout slider. Um, that first game he pitched, he uh, 
who's really had a slaughter working, and LSU could not touch it. Yeah, I, I would say that um, despite wanting another SEC team in the College World Series, I think it it is nice to have a little bit of balance among the conferences because it's like you don't – then you have, like, a huge foe. It's kind of like how in football, um, Ohio State's good every year, and it pro- provides a good – enemy to the SEC because if, if the SEC was just running it then you wouldn't hate Ohio State as much as you do now but Ohio State's like the only in the Big Ten right now besides maybe Penn State and I guess you could even add Michigan but not really Ohio State's the only legitimate team in the Big Ten for football that has a, has a chance to beat an SEC team in the playoff or whatever whatever bowl game they play in so I think it's good to have um, some diversity in the College World Series yeah, and, you know, the ACC has obviously been, you know, re- I wouldn't say quite on par with the SEC, but they've been a really dominant conference as well. Um, Three teams. Right, yeah, they, they do. You know, they've done really well also, and uh, that was a really good series to watch. Uh, you know, and then also Duke ended up scoring like 18 runs against Vanderbilt, winning that first game, and you thought like, oh, goodness, they're about to, you know, Duke's about to beat Vanderbilt and go to Omaha, but that ended up not happening, but – yeah, I mean, it's, you know, it's definitely good to see, like, some competition. It's good to have, like, a Big Ten team in the College World Series because I think they've only had, like, three in the last, like, 25 years or something. Yeah. Um, so, it's it's good to see that. You know, Michigan is a talented team. And it's kind of all come together for them here late in the season, which is good to see. <sighs> yes, I would agree, Holt. Um, I have a few questions for you that I'm going to ask you. Um, I don't know how much time we should really spend on Mississippi State. They're, they're obviously a great team. Um, they've cruised through this whole tournament. Have they? I don't think they've even lost a game, have they? Whole... No, they haven't lost since uh, the SEC tournament. Yeah, so they've kind of just cruised through this, and they look like they're in good position in this tournament, uh, this World Series. I mean, they could face a Vanderbilt team in the second round, um, assuming they beat Auburn, but uh, um, they, they look like they're just killing the ball, hitting, and – um, just don't look like they're going to slow down anytime soon. So I don't want to talk about them too much. What I do want to ask you, Holt, is there a worse feeling than dropping a routine fly ball and allowing the other team to score one or two runs, whatever it was? And you know exactly what I'm talking about, Holt. Are you, you talking about Michigan on last – was it Saturday? They played yeah. The tw- yeah, so it was a tie game, I believe, in the top of the ninth inning. And the Michigan left fielder dropped the fly ball at the warning. I mean, I wouldn't say it was completely routine, but it was at the warning track and he was under it and he dropped it. The ball got away, a run scored, and UCLA took the lead. Michigan, however, did come back and score a run in the bottom of the ninth and forced extra innings, but UCLA did go on to win in extra yeah. innings. So I guess technically you could say that, you know, that one play didn't cost in the game, but I mean, that was obviously a huge play. And I, we were watching that together and I think I was the only one that was actually paying attention to the TV and I like, like freaked out. I was like, Oh my God, I can't believe you dropped that. Yeah. Well, I think you were the only one that was who cared the most about the game. I, I was watching, but I don't care as much as you do. I still enjoy watching them. Um, Oh, how did Duke score 18 runs on Vanderbilt? Vanderbilt was supposed to have the best defense in SEC and probably one of the best defenses in the country. How did that, that even happen? You know, honestly, I didn't really get to watch a lot of this game. Um, based on the box score, it looks like Vanderbilt only had one error. And I'm trying to see – I'm assuming there was a lot of walks. Yeah, the starting pitcher had four walks. 
Um, the relievers had three, so seven walks total for the game. So, it, I mean, I guess Duke was just hitting the ball. I mean, I, I don't really know what else to say. Just like I said, I didn't really get to watch this game, so I'm kind of just going off the uh, the box score here. Um, but, yeah, I mean, just based on that, it looks like Duke was just hitting the ball all over the place, and, you know, they were able to, uh, to get the win. I think it was, yeah, the eighth inning where they scored ten runs. So that was actually off of the bullpen, not the starter. Um, but, I mean, either way, I mean, that's – quite a quite an accomplishment i'm not really sure how they managed to pull that off but uh they actually had the inverse the next night of scoring 18 yeah. runs they got no hit and got struck out 19 times yeah i'll let it come back um for sure uh let's talk some other games hold auburn north carolina so auburn destroys north carolina in the i think sweet 16 or elite a game it was sweet 16 excuse me i think game destroyed north carolina basketball north carolina is a basketball powerhouse um auburn this is the first time ever they've been to the final four so it's kind of kind of cool to see that upset happen also in baseball north carolina's not a bad program either and auburn hasn't been there before so is auburn coming around and their coach correct me where i'm wrong holt where where was he from i'm trying to figure out let's see he coached at where holt uh most recently he was a pitching coach at mississippi state before he went to auburn and you tell me, Holt, was – I mean, is was he – I think he's a good coach because Auburn hasn't had the history before. And now you look at his track record over his four years he's been there. He – and I'll just read off his records. He went 23-33 in year one. Year two, 37-26 in NCAA Regional. 43-23 in 2018, which was last year, year three, Super Regional. And this year he – went 38 and 26 and now is a college world series i think that's a hell of a coach oh yeah he's definitely done a great job he's always had a really good uh reputation in college baseball as a really good recruiter and just a really good person i think pretty much everybody they all pretty much have good things to say about him that have met him um and you know it's just a great story for auburn i mean they had the big three-run walk-off home run to beat georgia tech in the regional they yeah. were able to hold it's on true. and win that regional, and, you know, they, they come back and then they beat North Carolina. Yeah, no, they really, like, I mean, they, they were they were a good team, especially to start the year, um, but they kind of fell off a little bit towards the back half of the season, and you thought that, you know, they had maybe fallen off a little bit too much. They were just too inconsistent, but they really uh, put it together here in uh, the postseason. Auburn baseball, football, and even basketball, it's all kind of similar um, in that they're they're pretty good teams, but like you almost think they're lucky in the way they win sometimes because it's kind of like LSU football too. They um, they come away with it at the end, and you don't you don't realize how they how they did it, but that's just that's just how it happens, and it's just it's crazy. But um, they're still here, and they are a legitimate team now in the World Series. Um, I would think as a Mississippi State fan, you're feeling out of all the teams you can play in the first round, you're probably feeling the best about playing Auburn out of all of them. Yeah, I mean, I am, but I'm also, like, the most worried about, like, how much it'll suck if State loses that game. Um, That's just because being a Mississippi State fan. Well, yeah, but, I mean, at the same time, you know, Mississippi State, as good as they are as a baseball program um, and all that they've accomplished and, you know, the record crowds and the, you know, draft picks and trips to Omaha and all that stuff, they still never won a national championship. And to have, like, a school like Auburn, you know, be the team you meet up with, a team that – I hate to say, like, they're here by luck because, I mean, they're obviously a really good team, and I respect, you know, Bush Thompson as a coach and all that. Um, 
but to just have a team just kind of like pop up like out of nowhere and then like beat you in Omaha would be like kind of devastating to me. So I'm, I'm kind of, I guess I'm just kind of like a worst case scenario type person, but I mean, I do agree that out of all the teams in Omaha, I think Auburn would probably be like the, my second or third choice of teams I'd, I'd prefer to face the first game. But, you know, that being said, all the teams that are there are definitely capable of winning on a, any given night. Yeah, it's kind of like when you get to, like, the past the Sweet 16 and uh, basketball tournament. You can't you can't really say, like, oh, man, we have to play this good team. Like, all of them are good teams at that point. You just have, you're just going to have to accept the fact that you're playing a good team. And, and, and a hot team, too. Yeah, for sure. The only thing about Mississippi State, again, is they, they could win that Auburn game and have to play Vanderbilt. Depending on what your what – your, uh, preferences you could either have a toss-up first game and an easier second round opponent but um that being said Vanderbilt did lose to Duke 18 to 5 so maybe maybe that that could happen you never know I mean Vanderbilt could lose to Louisville Louisville's been playing pretty well as also so it's um it's not a a given thing sure thing in any, any of these games um let's move on to Arkansas Ole Miss hole um have you ever picked your burger and eaten it <laughs> Uh, I'm going to have to say no, that I've never done that. Have you? I don't think I've – I've definitely not eaten it. I've, I'm definitely a booger picker because I feel like you got to be every now and then. You got to go oh, yeah. But um, eating it, just it just does not sound tasty. I don't even think I could put, like, hot sauce or salt and pepper on it or some seasoning. I just don't think any under any circumstances where it would be tasty to me. Yeah, well, unless you're going to pitch the next day and, you know, get the win. I don't know. Do you believe in theories that, like, he did that because he wanted, he wanted all the – the hype and everything, like everybody saying stuff against him, is just so he could shut him up the next day. Uh, no, I don't think so. I think it was completely accidental. How much but, of a like? I just how embarrassing do you think he is? How embarrassed do you think he is about that whole thing? Because you know he got it from all angles from everyone. Oh yeah, I mean you can't even deny it at that point. I yeah. mean you're just gonna you're just gonna have to wear it. I mean you just you just gotta just shut up and just go pitch. I mean that's really all you can do. Yeah, you should just say like, yeah, I eat burgers. So what? Try to hit my ball. <laughs> yeah, and then I mean, he did. He got the win the next day. I, he didn't pitch great, but you know, his offense scored 13 runs for him, so he didn't really have to do too much. But he was able to hold Arkansas down, and you know, that was the one game of the weekend that I mean, even though Arkansas did still score five runs in that game, that was the one game that Arkansas didn't just absolutely tear the cover off the ball. I would like to underscore the facts uh, how important the home field advantage is in this super regional. I mean, there are teams that lost that lost with the home field advantage. UCLA lost and LSU lost and there's some other teams as well, but um, it's just a huge advantage. You saw on Saturday, I'll call it morning. I think it was 11 a.m. Central time, how crazy the crowd looked in Arkansas. And I think how much of an advantage that was for Arkansas playing against Ole Miss. Winning that, winning that first game and then, Second game, they obviously came back. Uh, Ole Miss came and won, came and won. But it's just um, – I just think it's a huge deal to get that home field advantage in the Super Regional. Yeah, it definitely is. And that's why it's so important to get that national seed. You have to be so consistent during the regular season. You have to – you know, your RPI has to be high. You have to play good teams out of conference, and you can't be losing to bad teams out of conference in those midweek games. You know, you just really have to uh, be consistent throughout the year, and you get rewarded by getting that home Super Regional. More his, historical facts here, or fact-checking hole. Did you know, you did know that Mississippi State's never won a College World Series. Did you know that Ole Miss has never gotten to a College World Series? Well, I mean, they've been to Omaha before. Is that what you're... Have they? Are you, are you just saying? Yeah, they went in, like, 2014, I think. 
Oh, maybe maybe I, I looked at it wrong. I checked it. I checked it last week. And I was like, "There's Ole Miss hadn't even got to Omaha." Maybe I maybe I looked at it wrong, but they haven't gotten there that many times. So maybe maybe I'll no look. no. I think I think they've the when they went in 2014, it was the first time they'd been in like 40 something years. I want to say. I mean, I, I could be completely wrong, but if I'm just I'm kind of just going off my memory on that. But I do remember them definitely being there. I think it was the 2014 season because it was the year after State uh, lost in the in the championship series to UCLA in 2013. Um, but yeah, I mean they, they've they've they were in Omaha that that one time. Oh, excuse me, let me do some fact checking. I'm looking at it now. Hold, on. I was looking at the wrong thing. Three, four, five appearances in their history, but the last one was in 2014. Before that, it was 1972. You're right, Holt. Um, very very weird. Um, I mean, five College World Series appearance is not easy by any means, but it's it's crazy how great. Mississippi State is, or how much richer their history is than Ole Miss. But I mean, I still think when they compete for talent in the state, recruiting and playing each other every year, I think it's almost a toss up every single time. Yeah, I mean, State's definitely held their own against Ole Miss the last few years. Um, but that being said, I don't think either school really recruits a lot of Mississippi kids. I think both teams kind of, you know, recruit a lot of Florida and Texas and Alabama kids. We get, they get our fair share of Tennessee stuff. Since you, since yeah. you, well, we get a lot yeah. of players that go everywhere. But uh, tell me about this uh, Arkansas team. Hold you. We talked about hot teams. You said Florida State's a hot team. Arkansas also is a very hot team, especially hitting. They scored 14 runs uh, against Ole Miss in the uh, Super Regional Final. Yeah, it was. Uh, I mean, the whole series was kind of crazy, just because uh, you know the, all three games were blowouts, um, and then. Arkansas went into Ole Miss winning one. It was just – it was so weird how, like, they played three games and none of them were even close. Um, but, yeah, I mean, it was – the last game was pretty, you know – I mean, it was pretty boring, to be, like, entirely honest. I mean, Ole Miss gets a run in the top of the first and they don't score again. You know, Arkansas has a big four spot in the second inning and a three spot in the third inning, and they're up seven to one, and they just never really look back. They also had a big uh, six inning scoring five runs. So, um I mean, they pretty much just dominated whoever Ole Miss put out there. It didn't matter. Um, Arkansas was hitting them. And uh, Cody Scrogans comes in again. He's their uh, their big middle reliever. Um, had the big – we talked about on the last podcast. He had the big uh, relief appearance against TCU. Um, comes in, throws four and a third innings. Eight strikeouts in four and a third innings. So, just absolutely dominant. Um, Ole Miss really couldn't touch him at all. Um, and then they're able to get the win. And that's such a huge deal this time of year, having, um, you know, your back-end starters and your big relievers um, to come in and, and eat up innings. Because, you know, obviously that first game, they're going to have Isaiah Campbell, and he's going he's gonna to go deep into the game, and he's going to pitch well. But, you know, those second and third games of the, of the series is when you're – is really what's going to make the difference. And you need guys like him to step up. And this is the second weekend in a row that Scrogans or Scroggins, I'm not even sure if I'm saying that right, has pitched really well. Let's uh, let's preview the College World Series for for a second here. Um, this is going to be a short show because we have we have a hard not a shit show but a short show um, because we have a hard stop because we got other things to do tonight. But um, College World Series, Holt, um, out of the eight teams here. You talked about um, the Florida State center fielder who was drafted in the first round as a pitcher, as how good of a pitcher he is. And then we know Ethan Small for Mississippi State's a good pitcher. Out of all the eight teams, who has the best ace in this whole College World Series? Oh, man, that's tough. I mean, 
I don't think anyone is pitching better than Isaiah Campbell right now. I mean, he's been just absolutely lights out his last few starts. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think. Uh, you know, yeah, I mean, you said Ethan Small and then, you know, Kumar Rocker, the guy who threw the no-hitter against Duke, um, is just absolutely electric. He was a guy who, um, before his senior year started, a lot of people thought that he could have been the number one overall pick in the draft um, out of high school and didn't have, I guess, the best senior year. And I think he also kind of wanted to go to college. And uh, so he ended up dropping a little bit and ended up making it into Vanderbilt and didn't start the season great. But, you know, obviously he definitely has it going now. And I think from a pure stuff standpoint, he's probably about as good as anybody. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that, those are those are just a few of the names to look out for as far as A starters go. And, I mean, I would probably still have to go with Isaiah Kim. I just trust him the most. I just, I just really like his stuff. I just, you know, he's just a – he's a big guy. And, you know, the team really seems to feed off of them, which, you know, you really want out of a, out of a starter. We're going to stick with some more tough questions here, Holt. Uh, this is probably even tougher than the ace pitcher. Who is the best offense out of all the eight teams remaining? There's a lot of good offenses. Even if you don't, if, even if you don't want to stick with Mississippi State or Arkansas, you got to think of, like, Louisville. Louisville scored 14 and 12 against East Carolina. And then there's just a lot of, lot of good teams here. Texas Tech has good offense. So I, I'm just going to leave the tough question to you all. Who has the best offense? Yeah, well, I mean, I really hate to uh, be biased, um, but I will say that I think Mississippi State does. They don't hit a ton of home runs, but that's also kind of why I like them. Um, obviously, especially when you're in Omaha and you're in that big ballpark, you know, you can't be trying to hit a ton of home runs because the ball just doesn't carry there quite as well. They're, uh, they hit a lot of doubles. They get a lot of balls in the gaps. They're a really athletic lineup, so they can, you know, steal bases and take the extra base in situations like that. And uh, But to me, the most important thing for Mississippi State is just their two-strike approach. Um, they just hit so well with two strikes, and, uh, you know, they're, they're able to avoid strikeouts, and they're able to put the ball in play and uh, really force the pitcher to throw a lot of pitches, foul off some tough pitches, you know, situations like that. So... Just a, a really solid offense all the way around. I mean, that being said, there are a lot of really good offenses left. Um, you know, I mean, I still think Vanderbilt is a really good offensive team. Um, Arkansas, you saw what they did. I mean, you know, they scored 11, 14, and five runs in their three games in Super Regional, so they're definitely hitting the bar right now. And um, I actually did not know this, but did you know that Arkansas second baseman Jack Kenley is from Memphis? I did. He went to Houston High School. I saw that right when I was yeah. watching. I got excited for him. I mean, he hit the home run, right? Yeah, he did. He hit the big three-run home run in the first game, um, in the first inning, and uh, obviously that that was really cool. So uh, even though he went to Houston, um, you know, so root for him because yeah. he's from he's from the Memphis suburbs like us. It's it's crazy because you you look him up and I would think I would have heard of him, but then I like I looked him up right after I saw that, and he was he was like best of preps, obviously best of preps, and he was like a I think number two or number three shortstop in the state of Tennessee. It just show, goes to show you how talented. Um, or how hard it is to be like a really outstanding prospect in a first round draft pick because he was a great player in high school, but it's like, we don't even know about him until he hits the home run. Oh, no. Yeah. Well, I, I will admit that I haven't watched uh, a ton of Arkansas games this year. Even when they played Mississippi state, I, I was actually really busy that weekend and I wasn't able to watch a lot of it, but it's once tough. I saw that he was from, once I saw that he was from Germantown, I was like, well, I probably know where he went to high school. I'm not sure enough. Went to Houston. So I right, story uh, there. Couple, couple more questions. We're gonna do, we're gonna pre, like you're gonna, I'm gonna get you to preview the college world series and tell me who you think's gonna win. But uh, last 
question before that is, um, obviously you're rooting for Mississippi State to win it all, but if they don't win, who do you want to win? Is it Arkansas? Uh, let me think. I'm trying to remember all the teams. So we got Michigan, so we got- Texas Tech, Arkansas, Florida State, Auburn, Louisville, and Vanderbilt. No, it would definitely be Florida State. Um, just because of Mike Martin. I just yeah. think that would be like a really cool story. To finish um, you know, I wouldn't mind at all seeing Arkansas win the national championship. Only the reason I wouldn't is just because that would be one more team that's won a national championship besides Mississippi State. But, you know, at the same time, I would rather see Arkansas win than like what? Vanderbilt or, you know, I don't know. who, who Arkansas else. would also- I mean, well, Texas Tech would be cool too. I mean, they've they've had a few really good years. They've been to Omaha a few times, and they they have never been able to win the whole thing. But that I mean, that might be cool too. And they obviously also had a really big uh, basketball run, yeah. like Auburn did, making it to the championship game. Arkansas winning after they almost won last year would be a good story too. Very similar to Virginia and basketball. Well, I say very similar, but Virginia lost in the first round last year. But it was a good comeback story last year. How they were the best team, and they they lost, but. Um, Arkansas winning after they lost to Oregon State last year would be a good story as well. Um, let's let's go because we have to finish pretty quickly here, Holt. Um, tell me out of the eight teams, um, I don't know if, how familiar you see the how familiar you are with the bracket, but I'll just read it off to you. And you tell me who's going to be in the championship game. We have in the upper bracket we have Michigan, Texas Tech, Arkansas, Florida State. In the lower bracket we have Auburn, Mississippi State, Louisville, and Vanderbilt. So we'll start with the upper bracket, Michigan. Texas Tech, Arkansas, Florida State. Who's going to come out of that region? I like I like Arkansas's chances. I think they're the best team on that side. I do think Texas Tech can challenge them. Um, I don't expect Florida State to make it, and I definitely don't expect Michigan to make it. I think Michigan is probably the team that I think is least likely uh, to come out of that bracket. And uh, I think Arkansas has, has the best chance on that side. I think they're the best team up there. In the bottom bracket, Auburn, Mississippi State, Louisville, Vanderbilt. Yeah, I would say that uh, Auburn is probably the the worst team out of those four. Yeah, I'm not. Yeah, I'm not picking them. Uh, I would say it's probably between Vanderbilt and Mississippi State. I would give Vanderbilt the slight edge just because I trust their pitching depth just a, just a little bit more. Um, obviously, they played in the SEC tournament. That was the only time they played this year. It was a one. It was a one nothing game. Um, it was a really close game. Um, and uh, the other thing too is they would face. Uh, Miss, the Vanderbilt and Mississippi State would face each other in the second game, and that would be, I believe, when Kumar Rocker would pitch. And I just, I think that's a good advantage for Vanderbilt. And um, you know, so I, th- I definitely think it's either going to be Vanderbilt or Mississippi State, but I'm going to say Vanderbilt just because the pitching depth. So I'm going to have Vanderbilt and Arkansas in the in the finals. And then the champion is going to be. Uh, I'm going to say Arkansas. I've been saying them the whole time, and I just – I think they're kind of a complete team. You know, we talked about Isaiah Campbell. I always mention him. And then uh, Scrogan's in the bullpen. Um, I just think they're – I just think they're a complete team. They're hitting the ball really well. Um, I just think they do everything right. I think, you know, I, not that they need, like, extra motivation or anything. I don't really know if I believe in that much stuff. But the fact that they were so close last year – um, I think does give them like a little bit of an edge just because, you know, they know how close they were and they know that they can do it. Um, but, you know, I, I actually kind of hate it when people say that like they have extra motivation because, I mean, it's the, you know, it's Omaha, it's the College World Series, like no one needs extra motivation. But, I mean, either way, I think they have confidence that they can make it that far and they know that they're capable of winning the whole thing. So I'm going to go with Arkansas uh, to okay. beat Vanderbilt in the final series. 
That being said, would you root for Chaos? I mean, yeah, sure. I definitely would. But at um, this point, Chaos is kind of hard because the only Chaos you could maybe say is Michigan and Auburn. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Michigan, Auburn, you know, I mean, yeah, I guess that's pretty much it. I mean, if either one of those two teams won the whole thing, I think you'd be surprised. But I think the other six, you could kind of make a decent argument. I mean, even Louisville, we didn't talk about them that much. They absolutely killed East Carolina and, you know, We've seen their bullpen all year pretty much dominate. And uh, Damian Donald's a great coach, a really good recruiter, so you know they're always going to be really talented. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, honestly, aside from Michigan and Auburn, I think I could maybe see every team winning the whole thing. That about does it for the show, Holt. Um, we talk about the College World Series so much. We're going to have to make a trip to Omaha once Memphis gets there. But uh, we'll, um, we should do it. This actually be a good – good live event for SEC Slow Smoke to go to because so many SEC teams in the college World Series, especially this year, but um, it would be a great one to go to, I would think. Oh, yeah, definitely. And I wish I could go out there this year, but it's like it's always like the worst timing. Uh, the three-time state's been up there. It's always been like the absolute worst timing. Um, this well, year I'm actually starting a new job on Monday, so it's like whoop, whoop. I can't I can't be like, you know, hey, can I take off like my first day of work so I can go? You said I get two weeks. <laughs> yeah just pull that one on real quick um but anyway thanks everybody for listening it's been a fun short podcast we will follow up after the college world series and hopefully an sec team will be the champion until then follow us on twitter and thank you for listening Thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend because there's plenty to go around. Oh, yeah.